0: Presented by Wingstop, here he is, Sean Jackson.
2: Ah, oh, yeah! Oh, yes, we are back in the saddle, live from Wingstop. Who knows who might show up, I don't know what's going on around here. All I know is time and commitment. Can't change those, and if you can get those in perspective, it'll take you from a zero to a hero pretty fast. Talking about, I'm sounding like Don King. What? I don't sound like no Don King. Just because I, I got my notes, I got words.
0: I got called an adequate worker. I know you more? saw. I know you saw that one too. <laughs> I did.
2: Why do you always read those? Why do you always? Because read I, those? You I I get
0: a laugh out of. You them. don't have to. Oh, I know. I get a laugh out of them though.
2: I nah, know, but that's not a laughing matter. What does is, what is adequate mean? That means you get you mediocre just do enough.
0: Mediocre, yeah.
2: Just get by at best. Just get by. Oh dang, Nick. You he must know you. Must I I do I don't your, think so. I don't think so. It's another one of your buddies, huh?
0: I think the table is turning. It's slowly starting to shift with me and Mississippi Mud Dog though because man, they they sure are they sure are uh, texting a lot more after I talk. They have a lot more comments, a little bit nicer things to say. Mm-hmm. You know, 6 months ago they would have said I was a horrible worker that deserved to get fired. Now I'm an adequate worker. Well, well, so.
2: at least you're committed. <laughs> an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Let me just say this again. Commitment, number two. An engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action, responsibility, obligation, duty, tie, charge, liability, burden, <laughs> pressure, ta- or, or, or task, engagement, arrangement. That's commitment. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And if we don't see that commitment from either the players or the coaches, then there's a breakdown in communication. And there there lies the problem. The commitment to understand what time is, the the understanding of what commitment means, and last but not least, what a coach is. So, Nick, what's a coach? Mentor. Depends on which kind of coach I'm talking about.
0: That's a good point. I like – here, here's the thing. So, I mean, do you want me to tell, like, a characteristic?
2: Well, here, I was, I was really throwing yeah, go a curveball, yeah, yeah, but go I ahead. won't do that. I, the first time when you look up the word coach, you know what pops up when you look up coach?
0: A uh, leader? No. Uh,
2: a horse-drawn carriage, especially a coach. Oh, one. okay.
0: A literal but, coach.
2: An, I, uh, I know. Yeah. But think about this. But think about this. A coach is a horse-drawn carriage, especially a closed one. That means somebody had to. They're, they're taking you somewhere. It's protecting you from the elements. A coach, a railroad car, a bus, especially one that is comfortable, equipped, and used for long journeys. Okay, so a coach. And if now let's put the real the, the word "coach" meaning when we're coaching our kids in football. You're supposed to still have those same type of mentalities. You're supposed to have the bus mentality. You want to be. You want to have to make sure that the kids are as comfortable as, as possible taking them on a five-year journey. If the bus and the seats were horrible, do you think somebody's going to want to ride with you again? We just went from California to New York on the raggediest bus ever. We broke down 17 different times <laughs> on the way. Or Oh, VJ's bus, nice, plushed out TVs, nice plush bathroom. We went all the way there, no problems, kush, kush, nice and nice, plush. Guess what you're going go to want to do? We ate VJ's. the best food. You want to get back on my bus. But you ain't going to get on the bus if it's Rocky. You're not going to get on the bus if I tell you that it's a two-seater, And lo and behold, it's a one-seater, and you got to switch. You got to share your seat with somebody else. Because I'm a coach. Now, when we talk in coach, like you said, it is a mentor. Uh, But but what is a coach? An athletic instructor or trainer. What is some of the synonyms? Instructor, trainer, teacher, tutor, mentor, guru, crammer. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, we're talking instructor. A coach is supposed to instruct the pupil. A coach is supposed to train the pupil. A coach is supposed to teach the pupil. A coach is supposed to tutor, mentor. A coach is supposed to be a guru of his craft in order to show someone else. You know, you can't show a person how to do something if you've never done it or you didn't do it at a high level. But that's what a coach is. A coach, the verb of coach, train or instruct to give extra or private teaching, to educate, to upskill, to guide, to drill, to prime, to cram. There's that word again, cram, to train, to prompt, to urge that's a coach. And when a coach does those things at a high level, it breeds championships. Championships. That's what it that, that's what it's all about. And I, I was gonna look up the word athletic scholarship. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody knows what that is. Because I, I, I think for a minute, because of this NIL thing, we're we're forgetting. That schools, before they actually sign a player, commit resources to recruiting a player. And when 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 you're putting out resources to recruit a player, and then after you recruit a player and you tell them, hey, this is how great our school is, this is what it's worth for you to come to our school, and this is why we want you at our school. Now, what are you going to do as a coach to keep them at the school? That's the key. Not just, you know, you, and I can tell you, it goes back to time and commitment. If a, if a student athlete understands that you will spend your time on him, and you're committed to making him better, more than not, a guy like that's to he's going to run with you. I, the reason why more players come back and tell me, I could go, I went to, um, uh, not Sprint, but uh, um, uh, what is it now? T-Mobile. So I go to T-Mobile, and one of the guys that's inside the T-Mobile, he, um, as soon as I walked through the door, he looked at me and said, Coach? And I was like, yeah. He was like, man, you coach Jackson from the Warriors. Man, I coached this dude when he was like 10 years old. Man, you old. Why does he still, t- I know. <laughs> Why does he still remember me? He's like 23 now. Why does he still remember me? He, me? he remembers me because after every game, I would try to give him get him some nice food. He remembers me because I was a tough bucket at practice. He remembers me because I didn't take no stuff off of someone that I'm coaching. He remembers me because if there was a time that we could have fun, I might come to practice and say, you know what? You guys been working hard. We're undefeated. We're going to play some Husker ball. Forget practice. Let's just have fun. That's why he remembers me. Because outside of the game, I might come and cook uh, steak and burgers for everybody. Have them over to the house. That's why he remembers me. They remember the things that you do for
0: them, not the things that you say to them. I'm trying to think. So, like, nowadays – Kids, A lot of the kids can't be coached the same way, right? So how important is it for a coach to cater or change the way that they approach uh, coaching an athlete depending on the athlete? Does that make sense?
2: Uh, I, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think there are certain things in a coach's philosophy that have to be the foundation and the fundamentals of what you believe as a coach. That goes for every, every student athlete that you, that you coach that those ground rules go for all of them, and I think when you start the foundation with the ground rules, and you say, "Hey, this is an expectation for everybody in the room." Yeah. Now, how do you gear it, and how do you start to be more of a um, a, a trainer specific for this particular mindset? Now is when you have to start to you know a guy may may drop a ball, right? Yeah. And then. And he gets down on himself well either there, there's the guy who drops a ball and he immediately does 10 push-ups because he knows he's dropped a ball and now he's over on the sideline catching balls because he don't want to drop it anymore then there's another guy who catches a ball or drops a ball when he drops it the first thing he does is hangs his head and then he drops another one and another one and another one he can't get out of, he can't get out of his own way
0: yeah you know, because
2: he's in his mind so for a coach i got I got to coach him up differently Come here son. Come here, son. Listen. The play that you just had was a bad play, right? But guess what? It's like a dream. When you wake up from a dream, a lot of times you don't even remember them. Yeah. So don't remember the drop ball. You still owe me 10 push-ups, though.
0: How how much of that is, like, the, the head coach? Or I guess if we want to go on a smaller scale, the position coach, knowing their personnel, like truly knowing the guys in their room. A
2: head coach should know. Everybody on the team. So he should know every single mindset. He should know what the majority of all of his players how they tick. Because a head coach has got to be different to all a hundred and something kids and he's gotta be relatable to mm-hmm. them all.
0: Can I okay, so now let's let's relate it to Nebraska. The last four years has the head coach had do you do we feel like the head coach has known his mm-hmm. personnel as well as he could have
2: probably not based on the wins and losses
0: that's is that, probably is that, not that, that's what you have to go off of right
2: well that's the only thing you can go off of but probably not based on wins and losses and based on the fact that 58 or 60 players have left the program so i'm not going to be it's not going to be a, a you know i mean at the end of the day uh, whether or not we know the guys or not i don't know how well you know them but the good thing about it he's got another opportunity to change that perspective. He can he can go out now and and yeah. and and try to be a head coach to all of the players by you know getting to know these guys from where they come from, who they are, talk yeah. to them, you know what I mean? But but the solace is not just on the head coach. The position coach yeah. is supposed to have a better relationship with the guys that are in his room than Head, then, he, then, the, then they would with the
0: head coach. It's interesting that you said that. That you know, he, Scott Frost, the head coach, gets another opportunity this year. As we kind of all feel like one last opportunity, right, to to right the ship and get it going in the in the correct direction. It's it's interesting because every time we talk about that, how he has one more opportunity, I always remember or, or go back to thinking like the narrative last year was. If any other coach, not named Scott Frost, was the head coach here at Nebraska, he's not getting year five. And part of it, you can argue that the money problem or the money is it was definitely an issue with it—the twenty million dollars or whatever they needed to pay for the buyout and things like that—and with with them losing a lot of money because of COVID, and and that's definitely something that you have to consider. But if like. Mike Riley, for example, was nineteen and nineteen in his three years, and and the stars kind of aligned to where it was time for him to move on. And, and Scott Frost was undefeated at UCF, and it, like the stars aligned there. But if any other coach, not named Scott Frost, is your head coach after year four, and you're fifteen and twenty nine, and you're not even close to competing for a Big Ten West title, you're not getting a year five.
2: You're fired.
0: Yeah. So like, it, it, whenever whenever anybody, whether it's you, whether it's Rico, whether it's DP, whether it's Mark, talk about how. Scott Frost gets one opportunity, one more, you know, kind of on his last chance to right the ship and and correct this program. I always go back to that. Like, he's getting an opportunity that nobody else would get. Oh, I heard my voice. I know. No, no. Nah, nah. Trying to send somebody a link, but. It, it, so it's it's just really interesting to think about that. Um,
2: well, and I mean, and listen, and rightfully so, I mean, everybody. No, no. I, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I, absolutely wants, not. Yeah. We want Scott to succeed. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But Scott wants to. He's got to want to succeed himself. And and I think you know, making some changes that he made in the offseason, I, I think that's him helping himself to, to change and taking the load off his own shoulders. You can only do so much as a head coach. You know, you've you got to really depend on the guys that's in the room with you, yeah. the guys that are, are going to be strategic with you, and, and that's going to make sure that your troops are ready for war. If the general has got to come down and basically take over for his lieutenants and his captains, then what, is, what are they for? Yeah. What are they for? You know, Scott's supposed to be up at at a hundred thousand feet, looking down at his team. And when when problems and situations arise, he's got to go put his finger on them. He's got to say, "Hey, I need to talk to you for a minute, young Buck." It you look like you kind of slacking and slipping out there in practice.
0: What's going on with you? Well, and so it's wild about that, like that that thought, and it's absolutely valid. Is in years past, especially early on in his time at Nebraska. I mean, there's there's a chance too, Scott Frost's defense that he has had to do more than a head coach has actually had to do at Nebraska.
2: Listen, I, I, I'm not buying that. I, you oh, know, okay. You even, to even another, with like the,
0: previous, the with the prior yeah, no, offensive I staff. I ain't, all right.
2: I, I ain't buying all that. No, Interesting. No, 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 no. You got an opportunity to bring your people in. You chose to bring in people that. Well, you brought you, had it, you brought you, in everybody at that UCF.
0: That's what I'm saying. You brought in everybody yeah, that you, got you an undefeated season at UCF.
2: No, I. I get that, but you, listen, he inherited a team at UCF. He didn't recruit those guys. He didn't have anything to do with recruiting them, okay? He had nothing to do with recruiting the players that starred for him at Central Florida. He did not recruit. So you, rec- you took another person's team and you excelled with them. Mm-hmm. Whatever you did over at Central Florida – I would imagine he thought would have worked at Nebraska. You know the difference yeah, we between heard that Central fr- Florida and
0: Nebraska. Well, we heard that from day one that they thought yeah, it was. You know what work. the
2: difference is between Central Florida and Nebraska?
0: <laughs> it's a much physical, con- much more physical conference. What is the Big Ten uh, versus the American?
2: Yeah, no, 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 like, no, no. I said, what's the difference between Central Florida and Nebraska? Like, like, well, there's a lot of uh, differences. Orlando. Or, or, I'm sorry, Orlando, Florida, and Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: Well, you're in a recruiting hotbed of Florida. Kids want you. yeah, yeah, you want to go to Florida. I mean, come on. There it is. Come on.
2: There the, listen. The 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 kids that are not going to the Florida, the Florida states and the Miamis mm-hmm. are going where? They're not they used to well, go to Nebraska. Geez, like, they used to go all over the place, but now they're staying home and well, go to Florida. Well, think Florida.
0: think about this. Like even even at times when Scott Frost well, even when he left and Josh Heupel took over, there, there were kids from Florida they were recruiting at times better than Florida and Florida State. Like, Florida State's in a down funk right now, and Mike Norvell is not, not very well liked down in Tallahassee right now. So, like, UCF was recruiting better, and they're still recruiting well with Gus Malzahn as the head coach. Like, I think a lot of it we're starting to see nowadays in college football, once again, it's all about relationships and who the coach is more than who, where, what university like, Travis Hunter at Jackson State's a perfect example. He wanted to blaze a trail, go to an HBCU, wanted to play for Deion Sanders rather than Mike Norvell at Florida State, and he didn't care that it's Jackson State because guess what? Coach Prime knows what it takes to get to the league. Like, we're, we're seeing, and I think that's okay to an extent that guys are committing to coaches because their relationships are such a big deal and trust is such a big deal, and we're we've seen it at Nebraska that when trust is... Broken, or or that promise—not promise—that's a bad word because I don't like promises in recruiting. But when when there's when there's a a, bl- a break or a, a broken promise or or whatever, the trust is gone. Mm-hmm. Then you know it's like how do you how do you trust anything this guy says anymore? Once he w- once he lied to you. <laughs> Well, that's the that's the fifty billion dollar
2: question. Nick is when someone lies to you or tells you something that that might not be the case. Yeah, how do you now turn back and say, okay, I got to trust this same guy that told me a yeah. a farce? When, you know, I,
0: I, that that can be tough. When their future is, I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. A lot of guys that go to college fo- or play college football are trying to get to the league, especially at a high level. So their future is kind of on the line here their dream is on the line here and they got they got to put all their faith into this the, the position coach slash head coach I guess slash program as well to get them to the league and when that trust is violated then how, how, did, how do they turn around and be like you know what I'm gonna give you another chance
2: uh, I mean you know what you know the world was built on second chances first of all and uh uh sometimes people get four and five chances at to, to try to crack this thing and do the right thing with it. So I, 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 it's it's easy to, to give another another opportunity, but you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me a third time, man, it's going down. Put the fist, it's going to fisticuffs. To you heard me. But so I, I just think at the end of the day, um, these young athletes need to have the right mindset when they're going into these institutions that I'm going to go above and beyond the call of duty and not just do what the coach or or what the, 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 the uh, parameters, you know, the, 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 the baseline assessment should be. I'm going to go above and beyond a Call of Duty because this is the job that I'm at. This is not the job that I want. And you need to prepare for the job that you want. Live at Wingstop. I'm at 28th and Superior. Get down here now. I got three more gift cards. You want to do 100 push or 50 push-ups for a $25 gift card? It's on and popping. Chicken wings from the Wing Expert. We're Flavor gets his wings everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or Mc Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day, that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese, that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time